Charleston, South Carolina has a long history as a center for tourism, and one of the primary draws is the incredible restaurant scene we get to enjoy here locally. The food and beverage industry has a huge footprint in Charleston, and that makes us a natural home for food and bev tech startup ventures. Startups need access to customers and users to drive their learning and growth, and ventures that are looking to serve that industry with software and technology solutions get that when they set up shop here in Charleston. GigPro is a food and BevTech startup based in Charleston that has been seeing success and impressive growth thanks in part to the vibrant restaurant industry here. I'm your host, Rich Conti, and I'm excited to be bringing you another episode of the Charleston Digital Corridor Tech Live podcast from the podcast studio inside the Charleston Digital Corridor's flagship incubator. This episode is brought to you by the City of Charleston. The City of Charleston is pleased to support the Charleston Digital Corridor with its mission to foster innovation and entrepreneurship. Our guest on this episode of the Tech Live podcast is Ben Ellsworth and is the founder and chairman of GigPro, a Charleston-based startup. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thanks for having me. Ben, can you start by telling us a little bit about GigPro, what's your mission, your solution, the customers, and what progress you've made to date? Sure. So we're a on-demand staffing platform for the hospitality industry. Our customers are people working in the hospitality industry and then businesses like restaurants, catering companies, hotels, resorts. And what inspired GigPro and your decision to sort of take on the challenges of entrepreneurship? Well, I was a chef in Charleston for 25 years. and. so I had started consulting, so I'd get restaurants open, get them to revenue, put systems in place, and then find them a chef and make my exit. Um, <laughs> during that time, I was also airbnb a room out of my house. So one night, we we're launching a menu at a restaurant in town, and a dishwasher calls out for a shift. So I look at the guys, and I'm mm-hmm. like, who knows somebody? We need to find someone. We all whip our phones out trying to find somebody that could come in to fill the shift. I get a notification from Airbnb. Someone's booked your room for the night. And that's when I was like, I wish he had booked to wash these dishes. <laughs> and that was it. It was like, why why don't we have this? Yeah, that's great. That real-time contrast between something, you know, an experience that's been digitized and one that hasn't yet. Yeah. And that's great. Um, you know, how did your role as a, as a chef and then as a consultant, you think, prepare you sort of for the challenges that you're undertaking as an entrepreneur? Being a chef's really hard work, yeah. you know. Um, I think that even though you're cooking sometimes the same food every night, I mean, sometimes you shuffle the menu around on a daily basis, but no nights the same as the one before, you know, so you're constantly high stress under pressure, problem solving. So I think that was a pretty good vehicle for me to get into the startup space. What's been your biggest sort of challenge or even surprise sort of as you got into it, you know, particularly on the technology side? Um, Probably that I'm a, I'm a chef. (laughs) I had no idea. Uh, what I was doing, all I really knew is that, you know, I had an idea. I definitely second guessed myself a lot for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, after that light bulb moment, I was just like, I come from the fine dining side. We got standards. Would someone really just bring a stranger into your kitchen for the night? Um, but then I started thinking about we're understaffed. 
we've had this problem for a really long time. There's all this stuff, peeling onions, peeling shrimp. I mean, the list goes on and on, you know, front of the house, back of the house. There's all these, the support we need, you know, that kind of restricts us from capturing all that revenue that we could be getting if we start slowing down. So I went out and, you know, asked around and I was like, hey, would you use this? And got positive feedback. And then, you know, I had to ask for a lot of help to get the thing started. I mean, I I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) Well, it must have been great, though, having sort of a network of peers from the hospitality industry that you could go to to sort of be firsthand market validation for the idea. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised, uh, you know, how good of an idea everyone thought it was. Um, Now, when we actually built the prototype and beta, uh, no one used it. Oh, really? Yeah. But what did you find? What was the sort of obstacle? Um, They So in the beginning, it was just like, a a true connection, you know, we'll, we'll sync two people that need each other together, but then we're, we're hands off. (laughs) So businesses were like, we don't want to mess around with money. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't want to have to cut checks or pay out a petty cash. We don't want to pick up the paperwork of, you know, bringing on 1099 workers. Mm -hmm. So we found, I went back out and we, you know, found solutions to the, to those and then took it back to market and they, they used it. Well, it's great that that naturally sort of drove a expansion of the value prop. You're actually, the problem was maybe even bigger than you sort of thought. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, we had a couple things that we needed to put in there to prove concept. I'm I'm glad it was just two. (laughs) It could have been a lot more, but the early people in Charleston that used it, they, they really latched onto it. I mean, it was, it was four or five businesses in the beginning that we let, you know, beta test it with us and they loved it. Yeah. So that was a good sign. Talk to me a little bit about sort of Charleston and uh, being a, a sort of right breeding ground for hospitality tech, you know, given sort of the focus here uh, on hospitality. You know, the way we've done things in the hospitality industry, as far as bringing someone through the door to hire it hasn't worked for a really long time. And Charleston's got such a massive dining scene. Um, I, I don't think you can work walk 10 or 15 feet without passing some type of hospitality yeah. spot, you know, especially in city center. But 2010, we really started seeing, you know, a drop in the, in the labor pool. Um, and it just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah, I think Charleston is a you know place. If if you've got an idea for hospitality tech business, great place to sort of launch and grow it. You know, with just the like you said, the size of the dining scene here and just the opportunity to even just go out and do market validation. Um, you know, I organize and have participated in startup weekend events where folks get together. You know, they bring ideas to the table, work on them through the weekend. And you know, when we would organize these, and you know, if any of the ideas were anything around the hospitality industry, would be like, you know, go down to King Street. You know, you can't throw a rock without hitting yeah. a you know without hitting a restaurant or bar manager. So yeah. those are your the folks you need to talk to, and we'd sort of push them out the building to go do market research. Yeah. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about some of the, you mentioned the the labor force shrinking going back a while, but talk to me about some of the changes in the hospitality industry due to the pandemic. I mean, it was like ripping off a Band-Aid. Yeah. After being in a, you know, a decade or more long 
labor shortage. Um, I mean, it was in the news. People were feeling it. People were talking about it. But then COVID hit, and that was like the industry shut down for two months, um, longer in some places. 2.5 million people laid off nationwide. You never retain every everything, you know, and I think we were lucky to retain half. So when you're already understaffed as an industry and you lose 1.25 million people, that's big. Yeah. But it seems like GigPro is sort of at the center of like some of the changes coming out the other side of, you know, like you said, there's, you know, um, lost quite a bit, but there's still... 50% 50% or whatever that's still retained, but even the 50% affected, right? They're, you know, doing business the way they used to, you know, um, isn't something that's really sustainable. And so I think you guys are sort of in that mix there, you know, with at the right time for that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, the, we're kind of built around, I, I spent a lot more time talking to people that worked in the industry than mm-hmm. businesses. If you left, like, what are the reasons you left? Right. And I think a lot of businesses should do that. Yeah. Like, if you're struggling getting people back, like what's it going to take to get you back? So, yeah. you know, there were three top tier things and it was, they wanted a higher rate of pay. Mm-hmm. Charleston kept getting more and more expensive. Yeah. You know, uh, people, I remember living on the peninsula, you know, you had to live above Calhoun street. Mm-hmm. And then every five years you got pushed back a couple of blocks yeah. until before you knew it, you're no longer on on the peninsula anymore. Well, all the restaurants are. Yeah. So if you can't bike into work or walk into work, how do you get to work? You drive. Then where do you park? <laughs> yeah. You know, you park in a garage because you can't count on a space. Um, and then that's not affordable. That becomes a line item in an industry that has, you know, historically low wages. What do you do? Yeah, we, we talked about sort of, uh, you mentioned all the help you got along the way, sort of as you decided to get into a technology business. Um, you know, what has it been like sort of becoming, you know, you were part of a hospitality community here in Charleston, and now you're part of the technology community. So what that's been like for you and, and sort of what you've learned about the technology community here and, and sort of some of your experiences? I wouldn't call it solely technology mm-hmm. community, but... Uh, it was I was found myself around more tech people than mm-hmm. ever, but like in the beginning when I had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> I went to a lot of one million cups. Yep. Um and I went to a lot of the startup grinds. Yeah. And that was because I was looking for something, yeah. you know, like here I am a chef. I have mm-hmm. no idea how to build an app, start an app mm-hmm. or any of that. Um, but you know, once I found a developer, um, you know, I went through the Harbor Entrepreneurship Program, a guy that was in there with an app that he was trying to scale connected me to a guy that he worked with Mm -hmm. that soon became my technical co-founder. And uh, ever since I found him, I haven't had a lot of time to get into the community because we've been rocket ship since day one. Right. Yeah. Well, where are you at right now? I mean, what are some of the challenges you're facing as a, as a business? Growth. Yeah. You know, I mean, right now it's, uh, it's all about speed. Yeah. How are you reaching the, you know, sort of both sides of your customer equation, both the, the workers and the, and the companies, you know, I'm, I'm guessing there's probably different, but parallel strategies there. Yeah. I mean, most of it's been organic, Yeah. you know, which 
is a statement to how big the problem is. Um, the other thing that's great is that the hospitality community is so incestuous, you know, uh, there's a lot of turnover. People switch around, they go and they hang out with each other every night. So word travels fast. Um, but I mean, for the last two years, it was four of us that went from one city to Mm -hmm. 12. (laughs) So what cities beside Charleston are you in? Uh, Charleston, uh, Savannah, Hilton head. Um, we just launched Orlando, Austin, Texas, New Orleans, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, um, Charlotte, Asheville, North Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, um, Nashville, Tennessee, and then we're going to move into Richmond. Yeah, so most of the food hotspots in the south southeast. We picked out like you know what was kind of experiencing growth like Charleston was, mm-hmm. you know, where there's a lot of people being kind of pushed out yeah. of city center. I mean, that's where we saw like the labor struggle. They were kind of the dining leaders in their market, you know. Once Food Network came out, you know, people weren't traveling for history and landscape anymore. They're they're, they're traveling for food. (laughs) And, um, you know, so usually these, you know, our model works in these areas where they're kind of like anomalies in the state, you know, Charleston, like the state average obviously does not work here, you know? Um, so we saw a lot of that where people, you know, big dining scene, high cost of living, huge labor shortage within the hospitality industry. Are there any milestones you're shooting for right now? Any sort of goals you've got for the next sort of, you know, 12 to 18 months? Yeah. I want a big city. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's your idea of a big city? Atlanta, Atlanta. will do. Yeah, uh, Miami's in the, in the sights. I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to stick with uh, the Southeast just yeah. because, you know, you go up above the Virginia border and, you know, commonly people are making 20 plus dollars an hour, yeah. but. Down here, you know, you can go through any of the classifieds and they're still posting for 12. And I I think that's a big part of the problem of, you know, why aren't we getting people? Well, Ben Ellsworth, founder and chairman of GigPro, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Where can listeners go to learn more about GigPro? Oh, they can go to uh, our website at gigpro.com or they can download the app in the Apple Store or Google Play Store. Well, great. Thanks for joining us today. Yep. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us again here on the Charleston Digital Corridor Tech Life Podcast. This episode was brought to you by the City of Charleston. The City of Charleston is pleased to support the Charleston Digital Corridor with its mission to foster innovation and entrepreneurship. Thanks to our sponsors and, of course, the Charleston Digital Corridor for making this show possible. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a rating and review so we know how we're doing and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time, I'm Rich Conti, and this has been the Charleston Digital Corridor Tech Life Podcast. Thank you.